0: free Lord, help me love my brother Lord help me love my sister Lord help me love my neighbor help me love my enemies as you did as you did help me love my brother we pray show us help me love my sister Jesus help me help me
1: me mm-hmm. love. Your amazing love yeah. that covered us. The love never wavers, the love never shatters. It's unbreakable, unchangeable. Yeah. The love that you gave to us your son for us that was love when you died on the cross for us thank you for We put on love above all else, we put on love above all else, we put on love above all else, we put on love, we put away the pride. The garment of love. Yes. Oh, lay aside every way, lay aside every way, and put on the garment of love. Yes, we'll put on the garment of love. Yes, we'll put on the garment. We
2: Started this evening. Ah, oh, Sue's all on one already. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Well, good evening. Um, we hope all is well. And um, it's been a week so far, hasn't it? I don't know about you, but it has been a week so far. And I think it's pretty sure that uh, we, it's only Wednesday, but it sure feels like it's been a week already. But uh, God's faithful even in those rough days, right? So uh, we will um, we'll keep, keep plugging along. Um, again, I think we've talked about this. You know, when we're fasting, um, we know we ain't making the devil very happy, right? And you know when things are getting difficult and things are getting hard, you know you're on the right path. And uh, the Lord, I have actually, this entire time, just between you and me and transparency, the Lord has been just revealing things to me, and I've just been having a great time, to be honest with you. I mean, um, and I like food, so, but I like, I like what I've been getting from the Lord a lot better, let me tell you that. So, um, you know, we've got a few days left on that, and, and but I truly believe the Lord's already guiding and directing and already answering many of the prayers that we have so i'm excited to see what he's going to do here real soon in the in the church and in the school um let's pray for sue tonight uh her feet have been bothering her and uh, anybody else prayer requests see, i know roger's not feeling well We'll remember him in prayer um let's go to lord in prayer this evening god we come before you because you are the great physician And God, I ask right now that you would just minister, Lord God, to Sue. Lord God, take the pain, Father God, from her legs, from her feet. God, would you just bring your comfort, your peace, and your healing to them, Lord God. And just minister even this moment, Lord, as we're here tonight. God, we pray that you would touch Roger, God. That you would bring forth your healing touch upon him, Lord God. And let let the sickness that has overcome him just be wiped away by the simple mention of your name, Jesus. Lord God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you because there is power in that name, Lord. And we know in whom we can call when we need you, Lord God. And when we're dip- going through difficult situations. But God, we thank you so much for your mercy and your grace to which is shown each and every day. We ask your anointing here in the study, Lord. Let us open our hearts and our, our eyes to the word of God, Lord. Let us learn something to apply to our life to make us more like you. And we'll give you honor and we'll give you praise in Jesus' precious name amen and amen. Well if you have your Bibles we're going to start tonight at James 4 and we're only looking at two verses tonight. <laughs> two huge verses tonight. Um, well, last week we, we, had a, we had a good study and, and, and we learned about how to, to be humble and how to submit to God and to draw near to him and and again, I, I, I was listening actually to the, the podcast today. Uh, I, I do not like listening to myself one little bit. But I was curious how Tom, you know, we, we, have, we, we broadcast these on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, so people can listen to them in their cars or whatever. And so I was just curious how, because he's been tweaking and making changes. And so as I was listening, I, I caught myself saying, going through the process of how to draw to God. Draw near to God. And that process brought back kind of what we're going to be kind of talking about a little bit this evening. About bringing yourself to humbleness. To humble yourself before God. Realize who you are in the scheme of everything. And to resist the devil. And what's interesting is when we do those two things, what's the Bible say? He will flee. Not that he'll hang around. Not that he'll possibly flee. No, resist the devil and he will flee. And so if we get this process down, then we can really get it drawn near to God, maybe like we've never done before. Really get to the heart of God and see who he is. And I, I believe, in, in all my heart, I believe that's where we are going as a church. I've seen growth in this church, not maybe in the numbers that we're looking for, but in our own personal life, in our spiritual life, in, in, in walking with the Lord. I've seen changes, and, and, and even more myself, I've seen it within myself. Changes to where I used to be, even five, six years ago, to where I am tonight. Um, but tonight we're going to talk about judge and judging. Judge and judging, and we touched base on it last week a little bit about how if you try to tell somebody today um, something that they're doing wrong, what are they? What's the, what's the very first thing they say? You're not my judge, or stop judging. You know, you're not my boss, right? Um, But we want to we want to talk tonight about a couple of things and in continuing this series um, about how our behavior towards other people should be and could be. And James really seems to be concerned with the way that we treat people, uh, as he brings it up time and time again, even in these short four verses that we've looked at, or four chapters rather. But keep in mind, though, that he's transitioning from the discussion of humility before God. Now he starts to condemn those who are arrogant or boastful or judgmental or prideful. And these words from James can make, again, I, I don't know about you, but this book, it can make you feel uncomfortable. It can step on your toes. And, and that's good. Because where un, where we're uncomfortable, that's where there's growth. Right? Because we have an opportunity to change the, the old man, right, that keeps trying to rise up. We keep kicking him into the ground. And that's what's a, it's a good thing. It's growth in when we're uncomfortable. Um, but again, we should welcome this. So if you have your Bibles, um, Tom has the New Living Translation. I forgot my phone over there, Tom, so I'm just going to read what I got here. But James 4, verses 11 and 12 says this. Don't criticize one another, brothers and sisters, and anyone who defames or judges a fellow believer defames and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Quick and to the point. Thank you, James. Have a good night. I mean, you don't even really have to teach on that. Pretty much, it's common sense. Like we talked about so many times in the in the book of James. It's uh, we were reading uh, what was it? Reading Proverbs the other night. Penn and I were, and it's. Some of the things in Proverbs, are like, ooh, you know, ooh, ooh, you know what I'm saying? Especially in the last few days, right? You're like, geez, you know? Um, but that's why I love the Word of God. And that's why I strive to preach like that. Because the Word, the, the Word of God, don't, it don't, it's not easy to swallow sometimes. And again, that's good. That should make us want to become more like Christ. And so we see here that James turns his focus to this conversation regarding criticism and judgment. And we, we need to look at this and consider this uh, carefully as to understand what he's getting at. Um, you know, what are we meant to do as believers and what are we not meant to do? And this evening I want to look at two things that we are not meant to do as Christians. And in the end I'll offer clarif- some clarifications about what this does, you know, what this does and doesn't mean. And so let's look at really briefly in verse 11 what we are meant uh, not to do. The first thing we see is that we are not meant to criticize. And James very clearly says, do not criticize one another, brothers and sisters. And it's, it's just pretty plain and clear. I mean, that's pretty just, I don't need to even really teach on that, it's just don't do it. Um, we're, not to min- we're not meant to criticize. Some translations actually say do not speak against or do not speak evil against or do not slander. And the idea here is that we're not to speak badly about someone else. If you remember a few studies ago, we, James talked about the tongue, right? And we spent some time in talking how that tongue so easily on Sunday morning can worship God. But then on Monday morning, I'm cursing the person at work or whatever it may be. It's, it, it shouldn't be. And, and this is what James is saying here. The, 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 the heart, this is the heart of James' concern that we shouldn't be speaking badly about someone else. You know, let's remember that this passage, again, this section of Scripture follows the section of humility. And James, has he's been pouring into us to be led by humility, to act as those who are truly truly believers um, and not playing a game. Those who are in for the real, to look and to live for the Lord, to be as Christ. And some of us have to deal with, you know, some of us ha- within us have these, this this drive or whatever it may be some people just love to criticize people they they can't go throughout the day without criticizing or slandering or speaking evil against somebody and i'm not just talking about non-christians the truth of the matter church is simple this is not Christ like and to criticize someone is so easy it is so easy to find something negative. You ever done that? It's so easy to find something negative about something or someone that it is something about positive. You ever notice that? You know how easy it is. I can look at Terry and go, "Why she's wearing those shoes like that?" But you know, you know what I'm saying, though? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's so easy. We see someone or somebody says something. Why, why does he sound so funny? I mean, it's so easy for us to criticize. It's kind of like the old Monday morning quarterback, you know, the person who who speaks the day after the football game about all the things that they would have done differently had they were in the game. But forget about the fact that they were eating potato chips and drinking soda or any beer or whatever on the couch, and they're out of shape, and they're slow, and they're uncoordinated. But they're telling the professional football player what they should have, should have not have done. And they think they know everything about it. And in the same way, when we criticize people, it's not only unkind and unchristlike, but it's arrogant and unfair towards the person that we're criticizing. You, you don't know where that person is in their life. I don't know if that's the only pair of shoes Terry has. No, I know, Terry. We, I'm sure you've got a closet full. But you know what I mean? So we want to be careful. And it's tempting. I mean, we, we literally as Christians need to learn to, the, the Bible talks about casting the imagination, you know, down. And those thoughts, when I look at somebody and I have this bad thought or this criticizing thought, I should know in my spirit instantly, no, nah. and flip that. And flip that on the instant, right? Because if not, it could, be, it could turn into a serious situation. And James has already taught us that we should not use the tongue for evil, as I mentioned earlier. We, we, we should not speak evil against our neighbor, and we know what kind of destructive speech this or criticizing this can include. This can be, again, complaining about somebody. The pastor, he keeps saying he's going to do this, but he's not doing it. Well, you don't know what the pastor's going through, you know? Uh, or, or, or the pastor's wife, you know, she does this, that, and the other. Or, or this person does this, you know, complaining. Um, it, of course, we know it certainly includes verbally attacking somebody. You know, we've talked about the tongue being a sword and bringing people down and, and destroying them. And, and, and let me just ask you, does gossip fit in here? Slander, or does lying fit in here? It does. And these are all led by arrogance and selfishness and an evil spirit. And just flat out, just straight as I can teach tonight, this is not from God. And this should not be a part of the Christian's life. It shouldn't be, bottom line. And further, when we speak against another person in an evil way, we, du- we directly disobey the Word of God, which in effect is speaking against the law of God. And so you put yourself, when you, start to, when you put it in that context, that, that changes things a little bit. So not only am I criticizing and slandering you, but I'm disobeying God and I'm, I'm going against what the Word of God teaches me to do. And so that adds a whole different layer. And James says that anyone who defames or judges a fellow believer defames and judges the law. And when we do this, we are opposed to the ways of God and opposed to God Himself. And we must remember that following the ways of the world is a direct rejection of the ways of God. Bottom line. But here's what's interesting. Because we have received the mercy of God, we should be people of mercy. Amen? We should be people that are... are Led by mercy in the way that we behave towards others. Uh, We're called to what? What are we called to do? Love one another. Right? Uh, Even the people that are difficult to love. You know? Even the people that we don't understand. Even the people that we actually can't stand. (laughs) Right? We are called to love. God didn't put a standard on who to love and not to love, it's not in the Bible. He says, Love one another. And so we, we need to learn to do that. And, and in doing that, you know, it, uh, this also includes how we speak to one another. And I'm just going to be put myself on the chopping block. That's That, that means how I treat and speak to my wife. Whether I'm in a good mood or frustrated mood or whatever it be, I need to be careful how I treat and speak to my wife. I thought we'd get an amen out of her, but it, I just that was a, that was kind of a test just to see, but... <laughs> Can I tell you that this? More, this criticism, slander, evil speech—these are not love for one another. That's directly opposite of what we are to be doing as Christians. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That's actually true. You know, there's people that believe there's—it's a, a twisted kind of love. Number two is we are not meant to judge. Right. So let me, let, me, let me go through this, and then I promise I'll make it right. Because the beginning of this is going to sound really kind of like, what? But just give, give me a minute. I promise there will be, be an ending. I promise. A part of what James is speaking about is criticism and, and harsh speech and slander. But he also moves beyond that into this judgment coming from believers. If we look at the passage again, you look about halfway through verse Verse 11. He says, if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? God is the judge. Correct? We are not. That's it. God is the ultimate judge. We're not and he determines what is just and he and, and what is unjust he he determines what is sinful and what is good and the idea of judgment brings with it an idea of us determining in our own mind how another person ought to how, how they ought to live or how they ought to behave you with me so far stay with me because it's it's it's, it's we got to be careful the law of God is perfectly fine just the way it is. Amen. I mean, it, it, we don't need to add anything to it, do we? We don't need to pull anything away from it, right? And we don't need to pronounce judgment upon someone any further than what God has already established. And who are we to judge anybody? Who am I to judge anybody? And do I think the law of God is good enough? Yeah, I do. Well, then maybe we should just leave it at that. God is the judge. And if we try to judge others based on our preferences or our discernment or or our morality, we're taking the place of God and undermining the law of God. And we shouldn't put ourselves in the place of God, correct? (laughs) We, we, We are not to judge, bottom line. Remember, James says that we are to be doers of the law, doers of the word. We're not to be modifiers of the word or the law or changers of the word or the law. We are not the law givers. We didn't write the word of God, right? We didn't write the law. There is one lawgiver and judge. We are not in a place to offer a judgment on anything. If we're changed by Jesus, we are under his mercy, correct? And we should live by his mercy and by his rule. And so with that being said, we should show mercy to others, not pass judgment. Not everybody has is, is got the perfect living, brought up perfect. Not everybody that in this world has been brought up with two parents in the perfect home. Not everybody has been, had the privilege to be able to come to church. And learn even what the word of God is. So who are we to stand and look at somebody and say, I can't believe you're living that way. Or how could you? Right? And and, and, and please understand, from that attitude, we are not doing the person any service. That is judging. And they have every right to come at you and say, who are you to judge me? Because we're nobody to judge. We, we don't have an opportunity. We, we don't have a, a right to judge anybody. Can I tell you, we were on our way to hell before Jesus got a hold of us. We were in their shoes. We were exactly where they were spiritually until Jesus, we got a hold of Jesus and he got a hold of us. And we should point out to others his word and his law, not create our own. And we should love and support his justice, not create our own. And God created the law and he administers the law, not us. Guess what? I'm a pastor. I simply just deliver the word of God. And I give it to you so that you would apply it to your lives and that you would grow into Christ and and that you would have life and life abundant. That's That's my job. My job is not to look at you and say, I can't believe you're doing that today. I can't believe you're... You're acting like that, that's not my job. We are not meant to judge. Nobody is higher than another. Now, let me offer just some needed clarification. First, criticism does not equal accountability, criticism is not the same as accountability. Criticism is done to hurt or to judge somebody. When you criticize somebody, your sole purpose is to completely tear them down. Right? But accountability builds up. So what do you mean by accountability? Meaning, Sue, I know you know better than that, so I'm going to hold you accountable to know the Word of God and how it applies to your life so that you don't do it again. Right? Accountability builds up criticism tears down accountability is biblical where slandering and criticism is satanic right and it's not of God accountability is helping a brother or sister in Christ grow in holiness and obedience to God's revealed way and accountability is good for your brother or your sister in Christ and it's to make them more like Christ that's the, that's, while we're here that's the whole game that's the, that's the ball game is to learn to be like Christ while we're here. And yeah, you know what? We're probably going to fall way short, but as long as we continue to progress and grow, then we know we're going in the right direction. And criticizing someone is not going to help them at all. There's been many a new Christians that have been criticized and they've never come back to church. There's been many a Christians maybe who've served the Lord for many a years and they've been criticized or slandered or somebody had their own set of rules and that person left and guess what? Never came back to the Lord. And I've often thought to myself, man, what kind of judgment does that person have coming to him? What kind of judgment does that person have that, that shoved that sheep away? And now that sheep wants nothing to do to God, with God because of this person or his rules or her rules. God's a mercy, He's much bigger than I am, He can work all that out. But I've often wondered that in my own mind. You see, you can judge, but it's done with respect and gentleness. And with a heart of love. With a heart that is done in, in the right way. Second, judgment doesn't equal the truth, of, you know, equal the truth of God. It's not the same as declaring the truth of God. James isn't saying that you can't declare something to be true to God, but he's not saying that you can't pronounce God's judgment. He's not saying that. You know, James has been doing that through this entire letter. He's been pronouncing God's truth. And it would be crazy, you know, for, and unfair if he were to do all this and then tell us not to do it, right? He's saying don't judge by our standards. Don't judge by your standards. Your standards may be here and somebody else is here, Well, we don't live by that. We live by this standard. So if your standard's up here, is it even lining up with God's standard? If it's down here, is it even lining up with God's standard? And so this is the standard to which we, if I look at Tom, and I see Tom out in the middle of the week, and and I see him stumbling on the sidewalk because he's just walked out of Jasper's, then yes, I'm going to hit him up. Hey, man, you need a ride home, and what are you doing? That's love. That's just checking on my brother, making sure he's good. But if I come up to him and pull over and say, dude, you, you, what are you, you're crazy. What are you doing? And totally just bash him and criticize him. What good is that doing him? Nothing. Nothing at all. Here's a good test. If God said it, then you can say it to someone else. If God didn't say it, don't impose, you. Don't, don't, don't put it on someone else. Now briefly, let me put this, let me just say this. That some churches say that pastors shouldn't have beards. Well, I'm out. And guess what? So is Jesus. Right? Some churches say that only one translation of the Bible is true and accurate. Some Christians believe you should only listen to one certain style of music. Some churches say you must look a certain way or follow these, you know, certain rules and and then you'll be a good Christian. Can I tell you what that is? That's religion. That's church in a box. And that's man's judgments and man's rules. And let me tell you what. I've been there, done that, and it don't work. God is the judge. And if we stick to his word, ladies and gentlemen, it's clear enough to understand. It's simple. We're the ones who complicate it. God made it very simple. Now, there, briefly, in, in, just so you know, that this a judging altogether, you know, I'm not ignoring the words of Jesus who clarified what kind of judgment we should exercise. You know, judgments are necessary. Now, remember that we're, we're, when you say judgments, you've got to be careful with the word, because everybody thinks, well, you're judging me. You no, know, judging in, in, a, in a holy fashion, in a way of, of accountability and care, right? Scripture requires leaders to discern and, and, and judge, or judge when a member sins and refuses to repent. What kind of pastor am I if, if if Gary ain't been here in three weeks and I don't call and say, "Hey, man, just checking in. I'm making sure you're okay. You good? Is something I said? Is it something? Is the coffee horrible? What, what's the deal? You know?" Um, and, and and then if I find out maybe he's messing up, to go and say, "Hey, man, do you want to go have a cup of coffee and talk about it?" And let's get you set back on the right path here. And calling them out. Just being real. You know, especially if it was Gary. Gary, I've known all my life, and he's, he knows the word of God. And I mean, if he's doing something, I'll be like, dude, you you know that's not what it says. And again, using this as the standard to which by I'm going, hey, man, you know you ain't Right? Right? And Jesus taught that the supposed disciple must be put in put out of the, the church in Matthew. He says, if somebody's doing wrong, kick them out. You know, that's for another study, another day. But I mean, leaders are called to judge when a teacher is guilty of teaching error or false doctrine. What what good would I be as a pastor of a church or a leader of a church if someone was teaching something other than what the Word of God is teaching? If they're in there teaching their own opinion or this, you know, this cancel culture garbage, you know, yeah, I'm going to go up to them and say something. You better believe it. You better believe I'm going to have some words to say. Loving words. Right? And leaders are called to do this and and put them even out in the assembly and let the church know. When Jesus knew that judgments were at times necessary, but he warned his disciples to not judge by appearances. He says, "Don't, don't judge by looks, but by right judgment, by the Spirit. Um. To have a spirit that is discerning, um, a discerning spirit is, is something that I pray for all the time. The Bible says that we can pray not to be deceived. I pray that every day. Um, I don't want somebody coming in here or on the property or, or anywhere in my life where I'm, you know, gullible to it. I want to be discerning and know, no, this person's up to no good, or by the spirit know that that something's not right. You know. Um, in most cases, if we need to, to, to judge, we begin our judgment with the wrong person, right? At the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus makes a point that judgment always begins with us. The old famous story, the, 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 the pluck the log out of your own eye before you get the splinter out of another person's eye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great story. It's a great logic of life. It's a great teaching from the Word of God. Because what you're going for in the small little thing in their life, and you ain't even fixed the big old forest in your life. You've got a mess over here, and you're trying to help somebody else in this situation by your standards, by your ways. And so it won't work like that. And anyone who dares to proclaim and judge by the Word of God to anyone best have preached that sermon to themselves first. And that's what I do. You know, I mess around with Nathan and stepping on his toes, but can I tell you, I limp on that stage every week. I do. I just hide it really well. I mean, you got to see my toes. They're black and blue and everything else. But but that's how, again, how we grow. And, and we know that it's not about us. And so this evening, in, in, in closing, there's only two verses, so I apologize it was so short tonight. But the question I would ask is, are you building your brothers and sisters up? Or are you tearing them down? Is the words that you speak to people, is it, is it encouraging them to continue to grow in Christ? Is it, is it uplifting them just in life? Are you, are you giving them something to, to move through the day with? Or are you just tearing them down to where they don't want to even get out of bed? Are you loving God and loving the church and loving others? You know? We, yeah, we, we love God, sure enough, you know. Yeah, okay, we, we love the church, yeah, that makes sense, but oh, stop with the whole loving others thing. How far I got to go with that? As far as the Lord wants to take you. As far as the Lord wants to take you. The difficult ones, the ones who smell, the ones who are on the other side of the political aisle, the ones who don't agree with anything that you stand for, yeah, those are the ones that God has called us to love. Not the easy ones. The easy one's easy, right? And what, what, what challenge is there in that? But loving someone who is completely 180 from me, that's, that's God's love through me, right? And we remember, we're not meant to criticize, but, and we're not meant to judge. And we are to be low and humble, not high and mighty. And bottom line, let the judge God be the judge. And let God do his part and we'll do ours. And we'll encourage and we'll uplift. And, and, and we'll be careful how we speak to others. You know, even if they're knuckleheadish and they just seem to keep slipping on the same thing. Christ is so patient with me, maybe I should try that with others. Right? I mean, I've, I've, I've been guilty with that with my own kids. It's like, dude, get this already, figure this out already. But that's the thing, not everybody's the same. Some of us, it takes a little longer to learn, you know, or or we slip over something, you know, maybe we get something else, but we don't get this. And so if we truly look at this from Christ's perspective of loving one another, it'll change our attitude. It'll change our perspective. We're not responsible for their actions and their attitudes, correct? We're not responsible for how they respond to us. You're responsible for how you treat them. And at the end of the day, is God going to be able to look at you and say, You loved with all your heart, with the love that I loved through you? Did, did you uplift, did you, or did you tear down? Did you judge from your standards or from my standards? And let God do his thing. And let us be disciples who love God, who love the church, and love others. So this week's challenge is simple, on top of everything else we got going on. All right? Number one, think before you speak. It's the old mother's mother's tale, right? And this is well, it's going to be tough, you know, but ask yourself these questions. What I'm about to say, is it true? Well, yeah, you, you smell, right? Is it necessary? <laughs> Maybe not. There, I, I lost it. I shouldn't say it. Is it kind? You can say it in a kind way, I guess. And is it helpful? What you're about to say to somebody, is it those things? And, and, and it's probably going to fall off. If, if, if it doesn't fall off on one of these four things, then I think you're okay to say it with love and respect. And speak in a way that it would build the person up, not tear them down. And again, think before you judge. Is your judgment coming from the, the Word of God? Or is it coming from your opinion and your standards? Right? Um, and if they receive that judgment, if they receive that, that, that judgment from you, that loving judgment from you, if they receive it, will they receive it well? And most of the time, people will, right? Now, most of the time, if you come with them with the right words, you know, the right way, an attitude of love, people will not be so offensive. But if you come out of like, going, I know how to do this, I'm the man, and this is the way it should be done you're probably going to get some you're going to get some pushback <laughs> I had a boss one time and that uh, I mean it was hilarious you know she was very this is the way it's got to be done and and she was very ABC and this is the way it's got to be done well I kind of did it XYZ and still got to the same end of the of the job and I'll never forget the conversation well why did you do it that way and not my way you know your way wasn't as good as my way and I'll never forget what I said to her I was like did the job get done? And she just looked, and she said, yeah, and walked away. So I knew I'd made my case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there may be a better way of this, that, and the other. But again, it's just it's how we speak to one another, right? Yeah, that may have been a better way she had it. But the way she came at me, let me tell you what, all that did was make me mad, right? And so we just want to be careful how we speak to people and make sure that we we, res- we respect, we love, and we don't criticize. We don't tear down. So let our speech not be judgmental, but loving. And if we see somebody that's messing up, or we see somebody out in the community, or you see somebody that's that's struggling, or maybe they've maybe they've just walked away and they want nothing to do with the church or with God or or we don't know, again, we don't know what's going on in people's lives, let us reach out. If we haven't seen somebody on Sunday mornings for a few weeks, it is it's not just the pastor's job or or the secretary's job to reach out and call. You know, call them out and say, hey, we miss you. We love you. Maybe I mean I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what they're waiting on to see if we even care. To see if we even care. So, so let's take James' advice as hard as it is to swallow and not speak evil against one another um, or judge by again by our standards. But let God be the judge and and if we need to correct people in a loving way, let the Word of God be be the standard. Amen. Any comments? Any opinions? Any any thoughts? Did a good job tonight. Then, all right. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this night. I pray, God, that as we've taken this Your Word tonight, that Lord, we would let let it not just go in one ear out the other, Father, but that we would apply it to our hearts and our lives. And God, this is difficult. This is a difficult task because so many of us are are, are we are set in our ways, or we think this, that, and the other. But God, let us keep Your Word at the center of our heart as the standard to which we live by by which we speak by, and, Lord, by which we judge by, Lord. And if we see those who are not living, Lord, as they say they're living, give us the, the words and the love to call them out in the proper way, in the respectful way to uplift and to build them up and to correct them. But, God, I just thank you for your word. And I ask, Lord God, to continue to grow in you and your word. I thank you for each one here tonight. Lord, keep your hand upon them, Lord as we as we travel home and bring us back Sunday, Lord to worship and to praise your name. We we'll give you honor and praise in
1: Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
0: But I have overcome the world. So take heart and take a breath. Let me live that heavy weight up off your chest. And take my